Good everyone, this is Rita Joyen and welcome to the Unbox Your Give podcast, how to turn a passion into a profession. One of the fundamental factors that I found from interviewing so many people on this podcast is they all have in this journey of taking a passion, whether the passion was creating something called the shoe that grows or if the passion was something like craft and creating a a profession from craft that she was able to retire. This is the case of Crafty Gemini that I interviewed. She was able to retire her husband. In the case of the shoe that grows, that was a passion. He turned that into a profession by actually serving orphanages in uh, in African countries. And now he's created that into a commercial market where people can, from anywhere around the world, can buy the shoe that grows. Uh, I mean, there's so many examples of how to take a passion and turn it into a profession. One of the fundamental things that I found that all these people that have turned a passion into a profession have done is they have self-awareness. And what's self-awareness? It's a buzzword. Emotional intelligence has been around since uh, Daniel, I think Daniel Goldman created, uh, wrote the book, Emotional Intelligence in 95, but he actually wasn't the one who coined the term. There are two other gentlemen five years before in 1990 who coined the term emotional intelligence, but it's, it's a huge buzzword. And emotional intelligence, I was speaking to someone and they said, doesn't that mean whether you have it or you don't? And no, like anything, it's a muscle that you build. And some people have a greater understanding of their own self-awareness, which is part of emotional intelligence. Other people, because they had to, for whatever reasons, I mean, there's so many factors, schooling, uh, life, they've had to ignore their own gut feelings, their self-awareness of who they are, and they've had to resort to looking at other things, sometimes from choice, sometimes because that's just the way they had to survive. And I don't want to get into the fact that, you know, why does self-awareness, why is it so rare? But in terms of moving a passion to a profession, here's what self-awareness is, and here's how I had to (laughs) come to terms with it this morning. I had an experience of it. So let me tell you the definition. Self-awareness is amongst having an awareness of self, is how do you consider your self-image? How your image, how you see yourself, that may be different from others' perception of you. So self-awareness is how you see yourself minus how others see you. It's also taking a look at your unconscious attitudes and beliefs. Self-awareness It's also learning to recognize what stops you from getting to know yourself and coming to terms with who you are, including the projections, including how you thought you've been, how people have projected you, how people have perceived you. And what that entitles you to do is to see yourself and to see your strengths. The number one reason... um, why many people have turned a passion into a profession is because they've worked from a place of strength. Crafty Gemini was a lawyer and then turned into a quilt maker because that was her strength. She could, she could make quilts and she's built an incredibly successful company. She completely turned that into a profession and so successful that she retired her husband. It was incredible. But the reason why she was able to do that was she had very good self-awareness. In, in the interview that I did, and the interview is on this podcast, so if you want to look up Vanessa Wilson, the crafty Gemini, one of the things that she's mentioned was that uh, in the beginning when she was, she had this thing called like craft and, you know, making a full-time income with teaching people how to make quilt on YouTube. 
teaching people how to make quilts on YouTube. That's what she was doing. Now she's obviously diversified. It's been many years later and she now makes, teaches people how to make clothes and handbags and her kids are now involved. But back in the day when she first started it all, one of the things that she said, what she said to me in the interview was that there was, she had just given birth to her second child, her little girl, and she was up till 2 a.m. in the morning painting her, you could say her little studio, her like a studio is like a little room in her house, painting the room where she would now be recording her videos. And she wanted to paint the walls because the walls didn't look good, but she was doing it. And it's 2 a.m. in the morning. And uh, so she's all her, her hands are like just paint everywhere. She's got paint on herself. But she's up till 2 a.m. And her husband was asleep. Her little son was asleep. And her little daughter, who is a newborn, started crying. And so obviously she went to go and attend to her little baby because she was crying because she needed to be breastfed. And, I, and she said to me, I couldn't pick up, she said she couldn't pick up her daughter because her hands were full of paint. So her husband, who was asleep, actually um, took the child and placed it underneath uh, her top so that she could breastfeed while her hands were in the air. So she didn't want the paint to get on her baby. And in that moment, like, remember, she's a new mum, a second time round. She's painting the room. It's 2 a.m. And now she's going to attend to a baby to nurse it. And the husband's holding up the baby so that she can do so with her hands in the air. And I said to her, did you not feel sorry for yourself that, oh my goodness, like, that's pretty tough. You know, new mum, 2am, hands in the air, nursing while your husband's asleep, right? That's what I said to her. I mean, shouldn't your husband be there trying to help you? She goes, no, I was actually so excited that I was going to have a great room now to do my videos in. And I paused when she said that because and you'll see the video, the, the video is on YouTube if you want to see it on YouTube, if you want to hear the podcast, it's here as well. And I remember thinking to myself, that's, self, that's understanding her attitude and belief. Like that was an unconscious belief that she had. She wasn't like resentful that her husband was asleep and she was painting a wall. I mean, she could have asked the husband to come, but she didn't, she didn't think of any of that. None of that mattered. What mattered to her where she was now going to have a freshly painted room. So when she recorded her videos for her viewers on YouTube, which YouTube is free, remember, she was going to have a beautiful space to do that in based on what she was going to, she was painting in that room. And I just went, that's incredible. That's self-awareness. That's how she was able to have a successful marriage, how to have a successful family, a successful passion to profession, because she understands herself and she wasn't projecting, well, you owe me, Mr. Husband. You know, you need to help me onto her. I mean, she could have done that, but that would have just created tension and you know, anxiety in the relationship, in the family. And that would have made her even more mentally and physically tired. But my point is that is what self-awareness is. It's understanding your own self-image outside of how others see you and understanding your own unconscious attitudes and beliefs. Because if her unconscious attitude was, Mr. Husband, why aren't you helping me? I've just given birth for goodness sake. And I'm just breastfeeding. You could at least come into that room and help me, but it wasn't the case. And that's why she has been able to build a really successful profession from teaching people how to sew, which is exactly what she does. And she's made a fantastic 
livelihood from it. She lives on a farm. She homeschools her kids. Uh, they're in the middle of building a new house at the moment. Like, it's just going gangbusters. And they share that with you because she could have all the tactics, strategies of how to market, of how to teach people how to sew or how to, you know, get more views on her YouTube channel. But at the end of the day, it came down to her understanding what, what was at stake and what she was able to risk and sacrifice without putting the onus or you owe me attitude onto her husband or onto anybody else for that matter. And that's the biggest takeaway I took from that interview in that moment. I mean, there's huge other nuggets in the interview, but in that case, so here's how self-awareness works. So this morning I was going through some papers and I'm changing directions. I'm now going to be in 2020 um, and in the late um, 2019, I'm going to be actually involving uh, recruiting corporate clients and teaching corporates on emotional intelligence, specifically on self-awareness and the upper limit. And if you haven't read, uh, listened to um, the last episode, it's all about the upper limit. It's brilliant. It's about emotional intelligence. It's just a game changer. I recommend that you go listen to that as well. And those are the things I want, because I think corporates really miss out on that because it's go, 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 rush, 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 like anybody else is, but nobody has time to really reflect on the emotion of the self because that's who you come to work. You bring your emotion to work. You bring who you are to work. You bring your self-awareness. Who you are comes into the game of your job. And unless you're optimizing who you are and building awareness of who you are so you can be better, be more productive, be your optimum self for yourself, be in better health, then everything is going to get delayed. Everything is going to suffer, including the job and its role. So next, so this year and next year, I'm now working on with corporate clients. And I was thinking, what's the best way for me to approach corporate clients? Like how would, would be the best way for me to tell them about what I do and to see whether they want to come on board and get training from me? And I was, and I was, I was thinking about it this morning and I was researching a few things and it came to me, you know what I need? I need to maybe, you know, purchase a program. I need to purchase a program where they can probably show me the ropes of how to do this, uh, how to get corporate clients, that is. And in that moment of me thinking that to myself, I caught myself and I said, I'm hiding. Because if I can, because this is new, this is brand new territory. Corporate clients is brand new territory to me. And I'm feeling, oh my goodness, what if I don't do it correctly? What if I don't do it right? What if I don't say the right thing? What if I don't present correctly? So all these things are going through my head unconsciously. And the reason why I was going for another course, trying to find another program that would teach me is because I'm just delaying. I'm trying to get perfect, right? That's number one. I'm trying to be perfect. When I do it, I'm perfect. No such thing. And second of all, I'm delaying it because I'm wanting to hide. Because for me to go and actually tell a corporate, here are my services, here's my workshops, here's what I teach, here's what I do, here's how I can help people to actually understand themselves, increase productivity. And when by understanding themselves, productivity increases because they're not in their head suffering from last night's argument or this morning's ordeal with the coworker, you know, their brain space is more available to them to think and to produce and to be on task. And so I, I was thinking about that and I'm thinking, I'm just hiding. And I only know that is because I'm working on my self-awareness every, I'm work, working it as much as I'm conscious of it. And so I, I share that with you because I caught myself just this morning wanting to hide 
by doing another course when really I know what I need to do. I know what I need to do. I need to go and actually be in an environment with the people that I want to work with, the companies that I want to work with. I'm going to have to go and introduce myself and have an actual conversation with them, which is fine if I was speaking to an individual, but this is a company. And so to me in my head, it's this big, bigger than Ben Hur conglomerate of an, of, of an idea, which is not, I'm just building it up. But I know what I need to do, but I'm going to, I was thinking of doing a course where I could hide, I could delay the process, I could get perfect. And then I've just like, I'm, I'm a walking, talking dictionary of how to get corporate clients but without actually going and getting them. Does that make sense? And that's the benefit of self-awareness. You can stop yourself in the moment that you're trying to hide. You stop yourself in the moment that you're about to have an argument or you think someone owes you, like in the case of Vanessa, not uh, telling her husband to get up and help me paint. Like she was like, hey, I'm, I'm excited. I get to have a new freshly painted room for my videos that I'm going to teach how people how to sew. And that is the cornerstone of selfness because when we have self-awareness no matter what job you have no matter what profession you have no matter what business you run it all is much more sweeter because you're not reliant on someone else to show you you're not relying on someone else to owe you you're not relying on someone else to give you anything you're just relying on your ability to have faith in god and then have faith in your awareness of your own self and that is huge so how do you build self-awareness that's the question now. How do you have an ability to understand when things crop up, when things come up, and to know when you are hiding? Because most of us do hide. We delay, we do the housework, or we go and do the washing, or we go and go on social media and we scroll through because it's a delay mechanism. It's a safety mechanism. And then time passes. Before you know, we've got to be doing something else. We don't have time to do that thing that was supposed to be done. So my... My invitation to you is to build self-awareness in a very simple way, is anytime you're wanting to do something, buy a course, start a program, uh, whether you want to turn a passion into a profession, am I hiding or am I opening myself up? Like am I opening myself, am I making myself visible to the world? And most of the time, the decisions we make that delay our progress is obviously hiding us and to be visible is kind of exposing us and we become vulnerable right because for me going up and talking to a corporate person about a corporate client about how they could say no to me like no because we think what you're doing is crap no because we think what you're doing is not worthy or we think what you're doing is we don't like it i mean they might be more polite than that might be more kinder than that but it's still like no not good enough or we've got someone or whatever it might be but I'm trying to be vulnerable and that vulnerability could, could, could not be accepted. They could shut me down. I want the outcome to be a certain way and, that, and that's what makes it vulnerable. And that's what makes me uh, want to go and do buy a course so that I can learn how to do it from someone else who's been there, done that. But in all reasons, all the person's going to teach me is exactly what I already know. But I just want the reassurance. So the best way to understand yourself, your build awareness is look at how do you see yourself? How do you see yourself? And a, a brilliant book by the name of uh, Wishcraft, W-I-S-H, Craft. I actually did an episode on that. It's on this podcast as well. Wishcraft, not witchcraft, wish, W-I-S-H, craft. Is in, this in this book, uh, the lady, the author, talks about doing an exercise 
and picking a color, pick a color, any color, a color that means, you know, that you love. And when you pick that color, the color that you love, how would that color talk to people? How would that color present itself to people? How would that color approach people? How would that color feel about itself? How would that color approach fear? How would that color uh, speak? And the color that I chose was hot pink. So how would the color hot pink speak? And I thought, you know, bold and sassy and, you know, assertive. And how would the hot pink color, how would that be with people? It would be welcoming, it would be warm, it would be happy, it would be cheerful, it would be adding value to the other person because it's hot pink, you know. And those are the things that I was thinking about describing the color. Now the author says, think of yourself as this color, that you are going to take the identity of this color to go into the whatever decision you've got to make, to go into whatever the work is that you need to do. And that's putting a different twist on things because now you're trying to take identity from something else that you need, that you need to have. You need to be bold. You need to be courageous. You need to, So take it from a color that represents that to you and then be that color. How would that color be in that situation? It's a different take on it. It's a different spin on it, but it actually works. Because when I was hot pink, I was hot pink. I was doing some work and I was, I hit a hard moment. I hit a hard moment when I, I kind of hit a block. And I thought, how would hot pink do it? <laughs> as funny as that sounds, it worked. So just do what works. So my, my, my invitation to you is, how do you see yourself? How I see myself. In that moment, I hit a block. I thought, oh my goodness, I don't, I don't want to do this. I can't be bothered doing this. And then I thought, how would hot pink do it? And I pushed through that barrier. I pushed through where I would normally stop, where I would normally flounder, where I would normally uh, take my time, where I would normally, you know, like make up excuses of why I couldn't do something. So that's the first way of building self-awareness. What's your image of yourself? How do you see yourself? Minus what other, how other people see you. And then when you hit a hard moment, when you hit a hard moment and you feel that who you are isn't used to the surroundings, isn't used to what you need to do, because you, you've progressed to a limit of your edge. Now and take that exercise and say, how your favorite color, that color, that color that you love, how would it proceed? And then secondly, your unconscious attitudes and beliefs. Now this comes is as to really paying attention to why you do the things that you do. And really looking into the, the question of why. And in that moment when I was looking at programs and courses of how to get corporate clients, I thought, why am I doing this? Like, because I just want to be perfect and I want to be able to really hide, just delay it. Because if I'm doing a course, I know I'm still working. If I'm buying another course and I'm working on a course, I'm studying, I'm doing something, but I'm not doing the right thing. I know I can, but I just want to delay it because I'm just not ready. When will I be ready? I don't know. When I'm perfect, which is going to be never. So my, my, my invitation there is to you to look at what are your attitudes and beliefs. Do you believe people owe you something, including your husband, including your children? Because when you do and they don't step up, it's going to affect you. Forget the relationship, forget the family. It's going to affect you. Because in that moment, if Vanessa Wilson was painting her little studio uh, and it was just a spare bedroom and she was painting it and she felt resentful that her husband wasn't there at 2 a.m. also trying to help her, and also he, she was nursing her baby, um, her unconscious belief could have been like, you owe me, mate. Like, who, like what the hell? Like, I'm, I'm doing this for us and you're just sleeping? 
I mean, I'm the one that had the baby. Now I'm still working. And you're, you're, that wasn't her belief. Her belief was I'm ex she had a different perception. She flipped the switch. And so what you want to do is if your belief is that someone owes you, how do you flip the switch? Because at the end of the day, that's how you're going to be able to take the big leap in Gay Hendrix's words. How you're going to be able to move from where you are to the next step. Because having resentment or being feeling like someone owes you is going to prevent you from moving a passion to a profession. It, it just would. Because you're relying on someone else to get their stuff together so that you can move your stuff together. Well, it doesn't work that way. So that's what I would think. Unconscious attitudes and unconscious beliefs. What do you believe? And if your belief doesn't serve you, then you need to, that's when you need to flip it. That's when you need to change it. So what is the image of yourself minus what other people think of you? When you hit the edge of how you think you can do something or where you think you can do or your courage, you feel like your courage stops or your bravery stops or your vulnerability stops. That's when I would take on the exercise of be that color that you love. How would that go about it? And then your unconscious beliefs and attitudes. What are your unconscious beliefs? Remember, they're unconscious. And then you need to stop yourself in your track every time you're delaying it. And that just becomes, that's why it's called self-awareness, being aware of yourself, of why you do the way you do, why you had that conversation, why you spoke in that tone. And it doesn't mean like micro-analyzing every single thing you do during the day. The big decisions that move the lever in your relationships, the big decisions that move the lever with your children, the big decisions that move the lever with your work, your job, those are the things that you want to look at because those big decisions will lead you to the micro unconscious thoughts and beliefs that lead to those levers that are not moving in the way that you want. So I hope that's helped guys. I hope that's really shed some light on self-awareness of yourself and how to really optimize it yourself because it is, I've got, I honestly, having run my own thing for the past, I left corporate, the corporate life of the corporate world in 2013. And since from then to now, and it, it's been like a, a bumpy ride, let's just put it nicely. It's been a bumpy ride because I didn't know what I was doing in the beginning. I was like fumbling and then I kind of knew what I was doing and then I fumbled again and then I knew what I was doing. I was doing really well and then I went, oh, I don't know if I want to do this. And I went, oh, there were all these ups and downs. But the biggest thing that you could ever gain from moving a passion to profession outside of going and buying someone else's course or another course or watching another video or listening to another podcast or anything is just really paying attention to yourself and paying attention to why you do what you do because that is going to get you give you insight into yourself remember sight is what we see with our eyes insight is what we see with our heart and by doing that, that's how we can create self-awareness. And so whether you are painting a room at 2 a.m. in the morning or about to hide because you want to do another program because you know what to do but you just want to hide, you will know that. You will recognize that because you're paying attention to yourself. And some people do it unconsciously. Some of us need to do it consciously so it gets to an unconscious level. And, and that's how it works. So self-awareness is primary in moving your passion to profession because it will help you just gain more joy from what you're doing rather than gaining frustration, which is the lack of self-awareness. Self-awareness, lack of self-awareness brings anger, frustration, because why are things happening? Like, why is this taking so long? Or look at that person, they're doing so much better. But what you're overseeing is, well, what is it about you? What is it about that you're, what, what is this situation that you're not happy with? That you're not happy with? What is that saying about 
who you are. Like, what are you gravitating to? Like, what's the self-awareness that you're building about yourself, about the situation that you're not happy with? You know, it's all about reading yourself. That's really all it is about. And once you can read yourself, now you know what to do. Now you know what coach or program or mentor is going to suit you. Now you know exactly what is going to work for you because you know yourself. And as anything, I always say when you, well, on the path to the passion, as you evolve, so too does your passion. As you evolve, the awareness of yourself is going to evolve. You know, what you like this year will be something that you may not really like next year. But that self-awareness will be with you so that you understand that about yourself and the different seasons of life. Okay, guys, I'm going to leave it, leave it at that. Thank you so much for watching, guys. If you have found this to be helpful, please, I would love you to show me that you liked it by liking the podcast and hopefully by subscribing to it because by you subscribing means that I can create more of this information, the content, all to do with passion, self-awareness, emotional intelligence, and, of course, how to move a passion to profession. So please let me know your thoughts by subscribing, liking it, and leave a review. That would be awesome. If you could leave a review and tell me your thoughts, if you've got any questions, by all means, please email me at Rita, R-I-T-A, at unboxyourgift.com. But a review would be the ultimate, and I'd be truly grateful for you to take the time and uh, give us your honest thoughts about the podcast. So, guys, thank you so much. Wherever you are in the world, whatever you're doing, my advice to myself and to you is that life is a gift and together with self-awareness, let's unbox it. God bless.